You're listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared, a podcast where we take a break from the everyday hustle and bustle to muse about life, liberty, and the pursuit of randomness. Now here's Greg and Ross. Welcome back, everyone. This is the third episode of Unmotivated and Unprepared. That means in bowling terms, that's a turkey because we got three strikes. I just did that to make my co-host, Greg. What's up, Greg? How you doing, Ross? Make Greg laugh. I'm Ross. We're back again, episode three. Now, I know for those of you who listened to episode two, You were so eager to hear more about bucket list items, but we're going to hold off for now because we're going to talk a little bit about some weekend activities that we went through. And I'm very curious on Greg, some of Greg's experiences that he's had for the weekend. So we are going to talk some just general experiences, as I said, and you heard it in the outro, things that happened five minutes earlier or five days earlier. We're going to talk about the weekend. So Greg, I uh, went to my my niece and nephew's 4th of July parade. Now, I will preface this with they are, oh gosh, hope my in-laws are not listening to this. I doubt it. One and three, one-ish and three-ish. We'll <laughs> go with that. They're, they're in that range, almost, you know, right in the middle. So when you think about that at a 4th of July parade for them, it's just a bunch of kids walking around in circles with kids screaming and, and everything else. So... It was uh, it was fun though. I really enjoy, I really enjoyed it. They had goats, they had rabbits, and as someone who grew up in the country, uh, it took me way back to when I had to. My wife looks at me and goes, "Oh, those goats are cute." And I'm like, "When you got a hundred of them, they're not so cute." <laughs> you know, when you have to castrate them, it's not fun. <laughs> whoa, so, whoa, we're gonna jump right into castrating goats this early in the hey, podcast. Hey, like I said, we're either gonna lose people or we got them with the hook. Oh man, maybe hook isn't the right term to use. Oh man, we're there already. We went, yeah, we went there already. So, anyways, already. but the point being, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy I enjoy going to events where I can just sit back and observe and the stars of the show get to do their things and walk around in a circle listening to overly patriotic. I don't know if you could be overly patriotic music, but it I guess it was like over like one of those really, really cheap Bluetooth speakers where it was like crackling and stuff. So maybe that made it sound more authentic, you know, maybe very, very <laughs> like an old record, like an yeah, old yeah. record, yes. like an old yeah. record yeah, like playing so. the national anthem over and over again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So over and over again on the Bluetooth speaker. It's pretty great. So All right. but that was my, that was my experience along with playing way too many video games, which I just would like to say I am not only an Elden Lord, I am also a four-time Fall Guys champion. So for those of you who play video games, it's it's a pretty pretty it's big, a big accomplishment. It's a big, yeah, it's, it's I'm, a big I'm, deal. <laughs> I uh, I almost put it on my work, you know, my mid-year accomplishments at work. <laughs> that almost, you were a four-time Fall Awesome, Ross. That's a that's a, and that's an a Elden highlight. Lord. Don't forget Elden Lord. Uh, that's that's right. That's right. It's a big deal. You're so, rocking it out but, on the Elden but, Ring. Uh, but enough of that. Um, what well, what did you do this weekend? Greg? So I happened to go to, um, well, I, I went to some breweries to try to get out, you know, go out to breweries and, and, and 
go get some food different places. But uh, I went to the History of Charlotte Museum, or as for the people that are used to the Spanish terminology, Charlotte. We were in Charlotte Museum of History. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. I've, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of going to museums that basically just vomit Wikipedia on the wall. Like it's, there's no artifacts. <laughs> they, they don't have, they don't have little items or things you can touch nostalgia, nothing, nothing at all. It's just, it was just basically dioramas that said this happened, this happened and this happened, which was so fine. Just like, they just have like a QR code. You just scan it. Well, I mean, they're just, they're static like wall hangings that just basically say like stuff. And the one that yeah. was interesting is that apparently, and I don't know if you know this, but in 1775, there was a declaration of independence drawn up by Mecklenburg County, which is the county of Charlotte. Now, um, I'm highly suspect of this, that it actually exists. And so are almost every historian, because, you know, this is the South and fake history abounds. Uh, yeah, it's fact fake check. News. Fake news. Uh, but yeah, apparently this thing comes out in the 1800s that apparently this thing has existed and it was written about in the Raleigh Observer and it makes its way to makes its way to D.C. and to President John Adams. And this is my favorite part. Because what I think is fantastic about this is that you can see John Adams, right? And he's reading this thing in the Raleigh Observer, and he sends a message to Jefferson. And he's like, hey, hey, did you hear about this Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence? Yeah, it, it reads a lot like yours, homie. Like, it reads a lot like yours. Like, did you rip them off? Like, apparently it's older than yours. Did you rip it off? And Jefferson is a cold, hard gangster. Like, he doesn't feed into it all. He just goes, um, I won't come out and say this shit is fake. But yeah, no, like I, I don't know that the coincidences seem that real since uh, obviously lots of people have seen mine and not a lot of people have seen this one. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you like, know? <laughs> he's just like, I'm not going to say it's not real, but I'm also going to say I didn't steal anything from anything called the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence. And then he's, he's got like, the. Oh, go ahead. He's, he's got the he's got the seventeen seventy five flex of sending a dude on horseback all the way. Yeah. He gets there and it's just like one piece of parchment, and all it has written on it is fake news. Yeah, like no. that, that's like that's, that's like that's the flex in seventeen seventy five. I'm gonna send a dude. No, no, no. Two on horseback. One piece of parchment says fake. The other says news. They're going to arrive. They're going to arrive in two separate times. Fake before news. You're going to open it and it's going to say fake. This is no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm Tom. No, you don't know who I am. You know who there, I am. Come on. There's too much about, there's too much that was going on at the time for this little tiny place of like 2000 people to be like, yeah, that's it. Middle finger to Britain. Let's go do that right now by ourselves. Like that was like that didn't make any sense at all. But apparently that's that's the rumor. That's why all the licensed places around here say first in freedom, because the rumor oh, is that Oh, that, that's okay. Okay, that's yeah. why. Okay. All yeah. right. Connecting so the dots for yeah. me. Not so, good on my history. And I and I, I mean the one highlight, if you are planning, any listener plans to go to the history of Charlotte Museum, they do have a really old house uh from 1774. And you can take a tour and they do two tours on Saturdays um, and it's $8. What I was amazed is I've never gone on a historical tour for an hour and 45 minutes. Like I, I've never gone on a tour for an that's hour a, and 45 minutes. That's like, a long a time. That's a long, yeah, that's tour. a long, I, yeah, yeah. 
They have like uh, walk breaks and like I mean like sit breaks and like Gatorade to provide you so you don't get tired. No, That's a long time. But they time. teach you they teach you really great fun facts about the fact that okay. like early early bug spray was bear fat mixed with rosemary, which, you know, I need to get some for the house. I just need to get a jar of bear fat and be like, here, yeah, spread yeah, some on your arms. Like, just put some on your arms. You go get that at Albertsons, or, Albertsons or something? Like yeah, bear no. fat? Was that, was that in the, <laughs> what aisle is that in, Greg? Tell me. <laughs> the whole time I was on the tour, I kept turning to random strangers and be like, I need to get some bear fat. Like, I just need to get some bear fat. <laughs> I'm going to try to work that into my conversation this week at work. You know, anybody have, have any bear fat available? But the other Maybe part some that of was my colleagues me, in the north, and it's probably my brain because I'm just a strange individual. But the whole time I was sitting there, I kept thinking to myself, "Man, 200 years ago, all there was was a lot of death." Like, like mm, the lady yeah, had yeah. 10 kids. The te- lady had 10 kids. Think about how many kids she didn't have. Like they were all. Oh, alive. absolutely! They yeah. all made it. Like that's, this person, that's Hezekiah actually and Mary. very impressive. That's very yeah. impressive to have that many no, kids live. Now I worry. Did she have fifteen kids and five didn't make it, and the ten made it out? Like what was that? Was a lot of that's a lot of work on Mary, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, that was those are the things I was thinking about. Lots of yeah, it's that's a it's true though. I mean that's that's everywhere. My my great 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 some number of greats. I mean they had it was like eight kids and I think two survived and yeah. the mother lost all the kids in a two year, like three year span. Only the kids older than 10 lived like every other. And it's just like, it just happened a lot. And, and, but that's, that's all history. I mean, that's a lot of history. History back then was survival. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I learned. I learned about the whole thing. They had 600 acres and they were like, and, and yeah, they came down here, 600 acres built it all out. And then of course, over time has, you know, over 300 years have sold off. So now they only have eight acres, which yeah, seems like a yeah. pretty good amount of investment at that point. Even eight acres at this point, 300 years yeah. later is pretty big. Yeah. It's a little legitimate chunk, but that's, yeah, no, I don't usually, I like museums. This one, the, yeah, this, this one needed some work. This, this yeah. one needed some help. Could you be a, would you be a good museum curator? Oh man, I would love to be a docent. That's well, actually, that's how I ended up on the tour, right? Because here's what happened. Here's how they got me to go on the damn tour. They're like, "Hey, like, hey, we got two options today for tickets. You can buy a ticket for the museum, but if you want, because in 45 minutes we're doing one of one of the two tours today, you can pay an extra eight dollars and you can go on the tour." And I said, "Oh, really? What's like, like so? Does that really a thing?" She was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Well." I think the reason why people really go on the tour is because they get to touch things. And I went, what? <laughs> they go on the tour to touch it? Like, that's it? Like, that's that, like that's what they go on the tour for? She goes, yeah, most people aren't that interested in tell, tell them they can touch stuff. What <laughs> no, did we learn here, folks? People like to touch things. They will pay to touch things. Wait, hold up. <laughs> I was like, they should have put that on a t-shirt. I went to the, I, I, I touched things at the History of Charlotte Museum. <laughs> History of Charlotte Museum. You get to touch things. <laughs> you get to touch stuff. Brilliant marketing. <laughs> Brilliant. There was um, 19 people on the tour. Apparently 19 people wanted to touch stuff. That's well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on a weekend, there's, you could oh, probably, man, yeah, you funny. could probably throw a rock and hit some people that want to touch some things. So that's, so yeah, I, I feel like you would be able to curate a lot of good, a lot of good things for a museum. Like, I think I, I would just like to do the tours. I don't think I want to curate them. I'm not detail oriented. There's nothing detail oriented about me, Ross. That's that's fair. What would be what would be the hardest 
tour for you to give. If you look at the span of just different things, like, like the hard boiled egg tour, the history of hard boiled eggs, how, how, like, like, is there, is there something you couldn't make interesting? I guess is my thing, because I feel like you've got the ability to spice some things up kind of like I did with our intro song that we've talked about, but you know, like what, what, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I think I probably wouldn't do a tour about medical because I don't take things mm. enough seriously. I would just be telling yeah. all the stories you're not supposed to tell in the tour. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, I can see that. Like you don't want me to do a tour of like potentially an asylum. That's probably not a good place for Greg to be doing tours at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a sensitivity that's necessary and I'm absolutely hundred percent sensitive. And that's why I would say I wouldn't do it because I would yeah, get you, bored you, one day you got and I'd be so desensitized. Yeah. I'd be so desensitized from the material. I would just be like, so yeah. So this is what they thought was a good idea. Let's just put this rod in someone's head and just give them a lobotomy. And they'd be like, yeah. wow, that's not the tone you should say that in Greg. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't Sorry. think so. Either. This, is the, this is the 75th time I've done this this week. And it's only Wednesday. I'm sorry. There's only so many times you can say it with a straight face and just be like, yes. Wow. People were messed up. Yeah. It, I mean, there's some things where trial and error and fail fast works. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm not in the medical industry either because I would not yeah, do no. well with that. I think my most favorite, I think probably though, I think there is some element of where it is disturbing if you do it wrong. Like for instance, I did the freedom trail in, in Boston and mm -hmm. the guy did a Lewis black impression for the entire tour. Like Ooh. Lewis black is not who you want to like have, give you a tour of the freedom trail. He was like with fingers and all and getting mad. It's like, no. And I was like, why are you yelling? Like, be yourself, yeah, be, you be yourself bro. right now. Yeah, be yourself. What are you, what are you doing? Oh man, the whole time. He was funny, but it was just, it was like, it was just a very odd shtick. He's dressed up in like Continental Congress apparel, you mm. know, mm. you know, that, 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 that yeah, established yeah. 1775. Brand. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like, but he's doing Lewis Black style jokes and that style of comedy, which was irrelevant and irreverent to, for what you were trying to do for a doing? bunch of yeah, people that are tourists, right? Like it's just, yeah. yeah. Tourism is an art form. Giving a tour is absolutely an art form. You've got to, you've got to link it up. And I, I've, I've done some, I've done some great tours and you know, we talked about that previously, whether it was, you know, kind of learning about information, but some of it's the personality of the person giving you the tour without a doubt. So, and, and comedy's hard, right? I think, I think comedy is hard because if people pay to, to buy a drink, and to sit and listen to you at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, they expect a very different humor than at two o'clock on the Disneyland tram. Like you can't yes. get up and do like toilet humor on the Disneyland tram. No. That's not no. where you do that at. You it's can. Straight da it's one straight time. dad jokes. It's straight yeah, dad one jokes. Time. Yeah, one time. You can do it one time. <laughs> one time. But yeah. I, I think that's important, right? I think knowing your audience and dad jokes are fantastic sometimes. And they're, they're really good for daytime tours. I, however... When I was in college, I used to do the night prowl for the Texas, for University of Texas. Uh, and that was a lot of fun because all your jokes are just about food fights and streaking and talking yep. about like the wars between the architectures and the architecture people and the engineers and all the weird pranks they pulled that I can make funny daytime humor. I also did the day tour for one summer. Uh, no, not the so same. I was, I was, I was not parent. I was not parents first choice for giving tours yeah. to their children. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, 
well, let's go look at out of state schools. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we picked this place to go. Like, uh, <laughs> Greg, you go back and look at the trend. Greg single handedly reduced reduced admissions that year when he yeah. did the day tours. <laughs> if that's the kind of people, I don't want my children going there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, no. So, so you gotta be careful. So you're about you're that. walking. So you're walking tour. It was long. I'm sure you worked up a hunger after after that. What did you? Yeah. Uh, what, what's the what's the what's the food situation like in Charlotte? So so I made the I made the uh, I I made the choice of going to this brewery and uh, and I I do understand that pizza looks like it would be an easy thing to make, but there are some choices that you can't take back. And one of those is putting fresh mozzarella on a pizza with all like basically just out of the tub, right? Mm, because what no, happened no, no, to no. the pizza was it was it was soggy noodles. Like I've never seen this before. I have never seen pizza basically oh. disintegrated on a tray. See, I didn't think you could make pizza sound unappetizing and you just succeeded. <laughs> it, was, it was soup pizza. It was like the red sauce had mixed with the water and there was like floating cheese on top of it. The oh. beer was amazing at this brewery, but this pizza was horrendous. Like it was just the worst and the worst I've had in a long time. It's not a come for the beer, stay for the pizza type of situation. No, when, no. Frozen, when Frozen gets 10 stars over this, like you start to go... Oh man. <laughs> yeah, no, something something's gotta change. Now oh, it's not delivery. You said, it's despicable. You said, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you said pizza. So we now know what we're gonna be talking about for the rest of this this episode of the podcast, because you said the words pizza and uh we all know Ross's favorite topic. Well, we don't know. We now know Ross's favorite topic is pizza. So I did a it's funny you, you mentioned the mozzarella. I did a pizza lunch and learn at work. And it turned into, hey, we're going to get people's tips because we have some people who are legit. Like, I mean, they're using the metric system, Greg. And for those of us in the, in the, in the United States who still haven't wised up to learn that the metric system is the superior units of measurement to use, that's, that's legit when they're weighing stuff out in grams to be more precise with when they create their dough. So, but it was... It oh, these are pizza of, maker people. These are people yeah. who like make pizza at Legit home. Legit pizza maker. Pizza so I was, stuff. Yeah. I was okay. fortunate to be invited to somebody's place who was hosting and like got to watch the process. And I learned, you know, low moisture mozzarella, you know, all the different, you know, pizza things. And then I realized like there's, there's types of people, pizza people. And now you probably have a better categorization than than I do because I, I mine is very, mine was very off the cuff when I was experiencing this. But are there pizza people? Are there are there certain types? I think there's three. I think there's three primary types that I've come up with for for pizza. And I think the first one is the one that I think doesn't give other pizzas a fair chance. And those are the okay. regional buttheads. Like those are the ones who are like. New York pizza is all there is, man. Or Detroit pizza is it. Or Chicago pizza is it. Or like, they like Kansas City pizza. Have you had, or St. Louis pizza. Have you had that? It's like a saltine cracker with like American cheese on it. It's it's the most amazingly weird stuff. Like Pizza Hut was doing Kansas City pizza like uh, when they first started. Like flattened, like the thin and crispy. That's the original Pizza Hut pizza. 
Like that's the original one. Like cracker with like American cheese. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. that's that's and there's a bunch of people on like gonna call me a regional butthead. But my point is at least you try it. At least you go, yeah. okay, that's a whole different vibe. They they like this taste. This is what their thing is. But that's, or but that's all pizza. But that's all they like. That's all they yeah. like. So that's you're all they like. These there's regional, no other better pizza. Just, right. Gotcha. Okay, so that's that's to, that's right. category one. Yep. Right. Number number two, I think, are are topping snobs, right? Like they're the people okay. who are just like, well, if it's not you know, homemade sauce or it's not, you know, the, 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 the pepperoni or the, the you know, because pepperoni is not a real thing. That's an American invention. It's not salam, like, like whatever, like they know exactly what they want in their pizza. Yep. It's got to yep. be fresh toppings. They want barbecue chicken with a honey barbecue glaze on that. What all those people. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's probably the people that, that I think are probably most true to pizza are crustophiles. Like they are like, they crustophiles. What they you, are all what did about you just call me? <laughs> they're all about like the different things that are put in the crust like not pure wheat like some like like a little bit of a cornmeal thing going on or like true wheat or how do you is it a hand tossed dough or machine pressed dough and like they can taste those things they know it makes and it changes the consistency of the pizza and mm -hmm. they're obsessed with that stuff i think those are the three types of people that are really you'll hear about if they're pizza people yeah yeah they're pizza people i mean i think I, I would consider myself a pizza person. I, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a special little snowflake. I wouldn't, <laughs> I would classify, I would classify myself or my wife would classify me as a pizza dumpster. In other words, I'll eat, <laughs> I'll eat any pizza. Maybe not your pizza soup that you mentioned, but that, that had oh. soup at the end of it. But I'm like, I'm, I'm that type of person. You go to like a kid's party and you walk in there and you actually think we really should have gone to Peter Piper because like, <laughs> this pizza is even worse. And I'm still eating like an entire pizza by myself. Cause I'm like, but it's cheese on top of bread. Oh <laughs> that's, yeah. No, that, that's, that's so pizza, pizza dumpster. But I do agree. I think there is a, the crust is such an interesting, it's such an interesting aspect. Cause that's what I was learning about. Like the different, cause you know, the, your different regions and this is where they all kind of merge together. Right. Your different regions have their type of crust that they use. And it's the, it's either the thickness or it's the consistency of the crust, but those require certain ingredients. And I mean, I watched this dude make like a Detroit style or like a pan pizza, a Neapolitan, you know, a stand, like a, a true margarita pizza. And it was interesting how things changed. You could keep the same type of dough, but the way you prepared it and the way you did it was different, or you could change up your type of ingredients into the dough to make it different as well. So it was fascinating to me. So I do think the crustophile is, that's the equivalent of the audiophile for, for music and audio. Those are the people, those are the purists who start like, okay, without the crust, you got nothing. That's right. Yeah, nothing. So now and, and I think pizza pizza is an art, right? I mean, it's an art. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, is there is there from a time I'm, I'm gonna go in this, I'm gonna try. Let's 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 journey and discover which category is Greg in. Greg, what's your ideal toppings on a pizza? So I am I am a purist of cheese and sauce. Like I yeah, prefer my cheese man. and sauce. That's, I mean, look, uh, toppings are fine and, and there's, there are places in time. And I mean, again, because I gave up meat for like three years, like there's a place in time where pepperoni pizza is 
or salami on pizza is a, is an is an, an event in itself. Yes. But but if I go to a new pizza joint, the first thing I want to try is what does it taste like with just cheese and sauce? That's right. Cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And and you you then because for me the sauce goes a long way. Huge. Like the sauce is Huge. the sauce like, too much, you can ruin it. Too little, you don't get all the flavors together. And for me it's the style of pizza as well. Now I remember, you know, if we ever get Chicago listeners, I'm a big fan of, of Chicago style pizza. You do whether like Chicago pizza. You do whether like that's, Chicago pizza. whether that's stuffed pizza. I got to get my, I got to get my stuff right. Like a Giordano's, which is not even deep dish. It's stuffed pizza. There's, I'm going to want a different level of sauce to cheese ratio on that than I am on another on like a New York style pizza. Cause I've been to New York and I've had the, you know, you fold the slice, you know, a dollar. I wish it was still a dollar inflation, a dollar, whatever slice, you know, you fold the slice. It's tasty. Mm. It was 40 degrees outside, which is bone chilling for someone like me. It's good pizza. But then again, I'm, I'm a hard judge for that because I'm like, I'm a pizza dumpster. Well, but, but I think, well, like even Chicago, take Chicago, you've got home run pizza in Chicago, which mm-hmm. is like, a puff pastry crust, like yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. different. I mean, it tastes like you were eating a croissant on the bottom of a pizza. Like it's it's amazingly buttery, very different consistency. I think if you if you are a snob about it, regardless, I think this is, I feel the same way about music. If you, like if you are a snob about anything, you're missing out on some level of experience. Mm-hmm. I Agreed. think with pizza, it's a great example of America because it's American. It truly is American. I know it comes Napoli and blah, blah. But like, let's be honest, America, like pizza itself is uniquely American at this point. And it's one of the few kind of rustic foods, cheap foods that we have that's American that, and people will hate that because like it's Italian, but like it's an American food. It's a truly American food. And I think people really do gravitate to their region for pride reasons. Mm-hmm. But but a true cheese sauce crust pizza will show you what that culture, what that culture appreciates, what that group of people appreciate. And it gives you a taste of the flavors around. Um, and it's why frozen pizza is hard because frozen pizza is trying to meet the demands of a mass market group. Plus anything frozen is never as good as fresh anyway. Correct. But, but even Chicago, right? You've got six or seven different Chicago brands that do the deep dish pizza or the stuffed pizza. And they're all different and they all have different things. Like me, I like a spicier sauce. I like mm, okay. a little bit more of a, a richer whole milk mozzarella cheese than kind of a than kind of a skim milk cheese. I like that really dense, fatty creaminess about it. And yep. a crust, I like to have a crust that that gives a little bit of a give when we're talking about Chicago pizza. New York pizza, I like it thin, I like it bubbly, I like it airy, and I like it light. I like it to be a light, light, really light pizza. So is that is that which is your go to though? Like if if I could have if I could go into the kitchen. Behind you, I don't know where your kitchen is. I'll be honest. If I could go into the kitchen and you're going to whip up a pizza, and you have the best chefs in the world, best pizza makers in the world for their region, what would you? What do you? What would you typically gravitate towards? New York deli style pizza all day, man. New York okay. deli style okay. pizza for me is my favorite. It's just okay. a slice sitting on the wa- sitting on the glass. Go and get yeah. a slice. Put the slice on. Like, and I, I think Rop- uh, Ropolo's pizza in Austin does it probably the best. In oh, okay. Austin, Texas, right? Making a um, note. The closest, note. the closest to that. Now, granted, don't go eat it like at two o'clock in the morning, like people do after being drunk. But during the day, it's some of the best pizza there is um, in the area. Greg, you want to know? You want to know the last time I've been up at two a.m.? The, the, sorry, 
continuously up until 2 a.m. I have a bit of an insomnia. So yes, last time I was up at 2 a.m. was earlier this week, but like it, I won't go there too. I promise you. I have to check that out. Ropolos. Ropolos. Yeah, I used, I used to drive out there actually because my birthday's coming up. I used to do that every year for my birthday. I would drive to Austin to to go to mm. to get that pizza. Um, are you going to get soupy pizza for your birthday? Is that to bring it back around? No, is that no, what you're going to go? No, I'm not eating soupy pizza for my birthday. But that was that was one place. But actually, living in Charlotte, living in Charlotte, there's a lot of really good pizza joints here. Um, better anyway. Let's just say better because. Mm-hmm. You have such a New York transplants down here on the East Coast. Okay, okay, that's that what I was wondering. It's it's yeah. it's because the people the people that are living there have brought down yeah. that. Because right. like Charlotte doesn't have Charlotte. Like there's not like there's they don't have a certain. <laughs> I don't nor, think I mean, so. Nor, yeah, yeah. Now this is fried chicken in pork country, man. Like this, you yeah, go to the Bojang, yeah, yeah. you go to the Bojangles, and you go get pulled pork. Like those are Bojangles is fried chicken, by the way. That's there's a whole there's a whole another episode right there on fried chicken. I got a, I got a Gus I got a uh, Gus is a block away. That's dangerous, dangerous. Man, Gus is Gus is so good. Had to do that when I was in Memphis. That's that's amazing stuff. Now yeah. I know we're 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 running close to time here. We, we talked about oh man we got museum conversation. We well we started with castration, folks. Apologize, <laughs> apologize for the. You see what we did there? We said it was going to be <laughs> we random. We brought it back. We brought we, it back. I, you got to like, I, I got I to know for the show notes. I got to remember what I'm going to type up. Like like I type up detailed show, show notes. And <laughs> sling this over to Greg and be like, put it up. I'll never listen to it again. So we made our way from, we'll just say from goats, <laughs> goats and rabbits to museums and to pizza soupy pizza, but then delicious pizza. We have plenty more food conversations. I think at some point in time, we need to talk about, uh, and I'm sure somebody's done this. And if they have, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like Jefferson be like, Hmm, I didn't hear about it. That must not be true. I didn't copy it. We've got to change the food rating system because it bugs me. I just need to know how long you're willing to wait for that dish. In other words, I go look up a rest- restaurant and they say, this entree is amazing. And I sit there and they're like, okay, it's going to be a 45 minute wait to get into this restaurant. Nope. Hard pass. I don't need one star, two star, five star. I need to know how long you're willing to wait for that food. Cause I don't think I've ever experienced food that's good enough to wait for more than an hour. I, it, it, maybe that's just me, but I don't know. Thoughts, I think Greg? it's an experience thing. If the experience is that we get to sit around and like have sure. drinks and sit sure. and have a conversation, but that's, I'm not see, waiting in line yeah. at Franklin's Barbecue. Like Franklin's is great. I had it one time. You got to, right? You got to go to Franklin's Barbecue. But I'll tell you this. Absolutely. There's nothing about that wait that you can't get really good barbecue at Augie's or somewhere else in Texas. It's not, it's not, it's not close enough. It's not close like, like, don't get me wrong. Franklin's is one of those on my list where it's the best. It's the best I've had personally. And yeah. it's hard to explain to people why it's so dang good. And the one time I went there and had it fresh, we waited for three hours. But you know why? We were sitting out as a team. We were playing games. Sure. We were doing stuff. It, it wasn't necessary. Yes. The the food was why we went there. But it was really we were hanging out. People we were doing it. We, were, we had a project celebration. It wasn't I was not going to go there and get there at 8 a.m. for them to open at 11 o'clock just sitting there by myself bump on a log waiting for food Mm-mm, not worth it and and i think that's the that's the part of it which is which the price of admission right so what's it cost yes what's the weight 
What's the price of admission? And and the problem is, is that oftentimes I think anybody has this experience and something we can talk about the next time is that almost every time, the lower my expectations, as we've talked about already um, in another episode, the lower my expectations, the greater my experience. So if you create yes. a huge expectation for me, I'm pretty sure that you're not going to meet it. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why this podcast is going to kill. I mean, we started out with the name of unmotivated, unprepared. <laughs> right? See, see, they say they say we're unprepared. Bring it back say, around, Ross. They say, they say, they know, they know. We're gonna crush, absolutely crush. No, this is good. Yeah, no, that's um, I've worked on a complex algorithm. I'm lying that around that price, how long you're willing to wait. And I gave it a score, all rights reserved. It was called the Goodity score. And the I know Goodity. Good, I know Goodity isn't a word, but it'll show up on Urban Dictionary after we get enough. It, goodity is, is all in the eye of the beholder, though, how long you're willing to wait, how much you're going to pay. So it's, it's a super complex, complex scoring system, but it's the Goodity score. Um, Pacer, if you're out there listening, I promise I'll give you, I'll give you a half the credit for the goodity score. All right. That being said, we always go, we say, we say we're going to time box this bad boy to under 30. Minutes. And we did. We, we're good. We're still below 35 minutes, man. We're doing all we're right. Close. We're close. We're close. Unless, unless you're trying to go to a um, buffet in Dubai and then you need to listen to episode two because being five minutes over, <laughs> you end up with a delicious other meal yeah. that I'm not going to tell you about. So, all right. Well, that's all we, I'm just trying to tie everything together, Greg, just trying to tie it all together. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode three of our wonderful podcast. I'll say it's somewhat wonderful. So your expectations are, are blown away. Greg, would you like to, would you like to impart the viewers, the listeners with any um, final words of wisdom? N- not this time. I think, I think from a homework perspective, just remember, Look at who you, where you are, what you want to experience, how you want to experience life, and set your expectations accordingly because the adventures you'll get into will always be better than you could have ever expected on your own. And please, for the love of God, use low-moisture mozzarella on your pizza or it will be soupy. Thank you, folks. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared. Join us again next time as we continue to meander through random topics at a pace defined by our mood, the weather, and what happened five minutes earlier.